Welcome to Get Online from Great Plains Idea. I'm your host, Katherine Harth. Thanks for downloading this week's podcast. Get Online has expert advice and creative resources to inform and enrich the online educational experience for both students and faculty. Today, we are kicking off the first of a three episode series that explores how to best support online learners through strategic student services. Our guest host for this episode is Rachel Omis, who is my colleague at Great Plains IDEA. Rachel, take it away. Hello, my name is Rachel Omis. We have a real treat for you today because my colleagues, Tristan Campbell and Casey Smith have joined me for a conversation about the role of a distance education coordinator, what one is, and how this role can work together with faculty and staff to enhance the online student experience. Before we dive in, I'd like to tell you a little bit about me, my background, and my job. I've worked in higher education for about 10 years now, and I have experience as a faculty member, student services professional, and I've worked with face-to-face and online populations with the majority of my experience being in the online space. I am passionate about relationship building within online communities, as well as how we can develop student services professionals, including distance education coordinators, both professionally and personally. I have worked with Great Plains IDEA in Kansas State University since 2016, where I have served as the K-State Campus Coordinator and the Great Plains IDEA Lead Campus Coordinator. I have the privilege of serving K-State learners, anyone who takes a course at K-State, and I get to support 26 other campus coordinators who are located at our member universities. If you're new to our podcast, you might not know that Great Plains IDEA is an online consortium consisting of 19 member institutions who collaboratively offer programs in both human sciences and agriculture, which we refer to as Ag IDEA. Thanks again for joining us today, Tristan and Casey. So tell us just a little bit about you, what you do, and how you've gotten to be a distance education coordinator. Hi, Rachel. It's nice to be here. Well, my name is Tristan Campbell, and I am the Great Plains Campus Coordinator here at Texas Tech University. I've been a part of this program for a little over two years now, working with both GPIDEA and AgIDEA students and faculty. Becoming involved in distance education has really opened my eyes to a new world of learning. And it's part of the reason I'm getting my master's in instructional design and technology right now. You know, I went into this field with very little knowledge And it has been a wonderful experience gaining new understanding in this area. Thanks, Tristan. And how about you, Casey? Yeah, thanks for having me today, Rachel. My name is Casey Smith. I am one of the campus coordinators at Iowa State University. Um, I work in an online learning center in the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences, and we also work with a program within design. I became the distance coordinator more specifically after my supervisor stepped down recently, um, Michelle Zander, and she was a great role model for me in how to navigate both our online students in the GP IDEA program, as well as what we call core shoppers here at ISU, where we have many on-campus students who will supplement their course load with online classes here and there. I am working currently on my PhD in higher education. 
uh, I have a, a great interest in online learning as it comes through gaming and through a specific phenomenon known as esports, where competitive gamers get together and play. And we're seeing that a lot more in college campuses. So yeah, that's my research interest there. And uh, once again, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks so much to both of you once again for taking the time to be on our podcast today. So I want to further define what a Great Plains Idea Campus Coordinator actually is because we're really using that term interchangeably with a distance education coordinator. Throughout the 19 member universities that participate in Great Plains Idea, there are distance education coordinators known as campus coordinators at each institution. Some work with all of their university's programs, like Tristan, while others split the responsibilities based on program Casey. These campus coordinators are really a student's go-to contact for a lot of things, including navigating university processes, accessing resources that are available for online students, helping students with enrollment, course access, really so much more. Campus coordinators really act as a liaison between their university and Great Plains IDEA faculty, staff, and students. And one of the other unique components to a Great Plains IDEA campus coordinator is that these coordinators are responsible for supporting, assisting their home university students or students who are enrolled as students at their respective institutions. But any student who takes a class at a university may not be an Iowa State student or a Texas Tech University student. So campus coordinators help those non-home university students also gain course access throughout a semester. Now, thinking of the student side of things, we also have, you know, especially with Great Plains IDEA, it's important that our distance education coordinators help students, but also they serve a role that makes sure that they are also helping faculty and staff. Casey, can you speak to a few ways that you work with or support faculty and staff in your role? Definitely. Uh, I think I really like the terminology of one-stop shop. When I think about the support that we offer, first and foremost, our faculty here at ISU in the GP IDEA program, the way that our online center runs, we have student services team, we have a video capture team, and also an instructional design team. So whether it is creating and preparing a course uh, via the camera and, and the capturing, the video processing, the video editing, or whether or not it's getting the Canvas shell set up or uh, moved into the next semester, making sure students are in there correctly, I would say that is a large part of the process that... Uh, intimately binds us with the professor at the beginning of each semester as we troubleshoot and uh, work on getting students in the right places because that's when you really see that the, the faculty, you know, and, and us, we're, we're equally invested into the success of each and every student trying to create the most successful scenario for the student is both of our goals, even though sometimes that can be incredibly challenging for you know, a number of different reasons. Other than that, I think continuous communication with the faculty throughout the semester, uh, we will try to hold faculty meetings when we can with different departments or ongoing conversation. Usually those are face-to-face -face meetings here on campus, but with you know COVID and whatnot, 
Zoom is just as, I think, reliable. And if anything, if people are more uh, restricted to one space, it's actually easier sometimes to have those meetings. <laughs> um, and then with faculty outside of my specific at ISU, I think the GP idea yearly meeting is a great place for me to see them, meet with them, and just have a face to the name. That helps quite a bit, I think, when I'm typing up emails specifically to the faculty, which doesn't happen often because of our communication with other campus coordinators. But every once in a while, it is nice to have that personal touch of like, we've met, we know a little bit about each other. I think that goes a long way in, once again, solving some of those dilemmas that help us create student success. Absolutely. And just for our listeners, our Great Plains Idea annual conference happens once a year, and it's an opportunity for all faculty, staff, our campus coordinators to get together, have meetings, do a little bit of professional development. So we rely heavily on Zoom in most things, but I I do agree having that annual conference is really helpful in building relationships and just getting to know who you're working with a little bit better. Something that you said really stuck with me, and that is that as a staff member and one who works in student services, you know, you mentioned that you are equally as invested in student success as the faculty are. And I think that is hugely important. And especially that you have those ongoing conversations with faculty and even other staff. I think that's an integral part of really building a relationship with faculty and staff, but also just moving forward with that team approach to let students know, hey, you've got this whole team of people who, you know, we're talking to one another, we're communicating, and it's all uh, in the interest of seeing you succeed. So I really like that better together approach that, that you were alluding to there. Now, Tristan, maybe you can speak to this a little bit. How have you built relationships with faculty and staff on your campus? I like that Casey touched on the faculty and the academic side with course buildings because there's also the communication side of students, um, which is kind of a primarily part of what I deal with when I'm conversing with our faculty and staff. And that's maintaining consistent communication as being the main point or role that I play with students. Uh, A lot of times uh, I get communication from students voicing issues or concerns they may have. And my job is to ensure that the faculty member or program director is also aware of these issues and can address these obstacles that a student may be facing. Um, just voicing those student concerns and make sure that they go to the level for the faculty member. Because a lot of times our role is to be, you know, the advocate for the student who doesn't have the opportunity to just pop on campus and when they have an issue or concern. Yes. And I really like that phrase that you use to be a student advocate because you're right. An online student, you know, they can't just pop into someone's office to chat with them. Of course, they can always, you know, call, set up a Zoom email. But sometimes I think 
just it's human nature to want to physically go somewhere to have these conversations. So I, th- I think that you're right. A key component of being a distance education coordinator is being a student advocate. And I think that really helps build relationships with the faculty and staff that you're working with because they know that at the end of the day, you are really there to be on you know the student's team and help get them the things that they need, but also it helps build those relationships with students to know that they have that trust in you. I want to dive a little deeper into the value of having a distance education coordinator. Tristan, what do you think are the advantages to having a distance education coordinator who is dedicated to supporting online students and their success? It can be beneficial for our students, I feel, because We do have a small, specific student population, and especially with our GPIDA niche, I guess you could say, uh, I have an advantage of knowing who all my students are, where they're at in the program, you know, what circumstances they may be facing, why they're going online versus face-to-face, as opposed to staff who may have larger numbers of students that they have to assist and try to keep track of, you know, I know we mentioned this, but having that main point of contact can also alleviate that anxiety for students of who am I supposed to contact for what? I have this hold or this registration error. Who who is that person? You know, for our GPIDA students, they know that, that I'm their person to reach out to. And as Casey mentioned, being proactive with communication for these students is key. And it's also an advantage because, you know, my hope is if a student receives email communication from me, they're like, oh, this is from Tristan, my GPIDA campus coordinator. I should probably read this because it's probably important and has to do with my my degree or with my courses, uh, just because our face-to-face students, they may get communication bombarded from everywhere, from you know admissions to financial aid to all sorts of places. But when a student knows that I'm reaching out to them specifically in regards to this, my hope is that you know they're getting some authentic one-on-one communication even though they're a distance learner. Absolutely. And I really like that you mentioned authentic communication because there's so much communication out there that really, you know, it's it's not necessary to be personalized or just simply not feasible. But really the role of these distance education coordinators is to be that authentic voice whether that is by email, through the phone, on video conferencing, who always seems to know, you know, where, like you said, where do I go to get this hold removed or what are my graduation requirements? I think that constant support, you know, and students just know, okay, well, I can go to Tristan if I need anything at all and she can help me out, I think is really important. And while that is important at any point within a student's journey, Especially with COVID-19, I think having that constant is even more important than ever. And we're even seeing that a lot with face-to-face students. A lot of them don't have the opportunity anymore to just pop into an office with a lot of institutions being on limited operations. 
I, I think that perhaps distance education coordinators might be ahead of the game here and really serving as that constant contact. And we have talked a little bit about COVID, but I'm curious, as a distance education coordinator, how has your job changed since the start of this pandemic? Luckily, most of the, even the course shoppers that we have don't come into our office very often. So I have had the benefit of, in this case, not being essential to being on campus. So I have been working from home since March. Uh, I think I actually go in tomorrow for a quick uh, little tutorial on some new, new setup we have with video capture. But otherwise, my on-campus involvement is fairly limited. Uh, our president kind of has a, if you see face-to-face students daily, then it's probably pretty important for you to be in, but take you know the necessary precautions. But if you are a person who can re- work remotely with students and has not been required to, or I should say, and does not see face-to-face students very often, then working from home is just fine. So I have been enjoying that option as of late. Other than that, I would say flexibility has been something that we've had to just be hyper aware of with students, situations and whatnot, uh, working to see uh, some, I think GPID had some scholarships available to help students finish out, especially if they were dealing with some COVID hardships, relaying that information to them. And then also just making sure that uh, students are still on track, making sure that they're like just dropping off the face of the planet, kind of disappearing without a word. So that, that's an important piece. And then that kind of funnels into our responsibilities with other departments here on campus. Sometimes it can be difficult trying to get different tasks completed and investigating different issues that are happening because of all the moving parts of a a fairly siloed place like Iowa State. But I think uh, our departments like the Registrar and the Graduate College have been fairly lenient as of late with a lot of the stuff that's happening with COVID. So that's been that's been huge. Absolutely. And again, you're really speaking to the flexibility that a distance education coordinator can offer for students. Tristan, how about you? Has your job changed at all since COVID-19? Well, like Casey, we were sent home in March to work um, remotely. And as you can imagine, working at home with a three-year-old and a seven-month-old has its obstacles. Um, And combining that with a huge transition of, you know, our university and our students moving to online since uh, being a campus coordinator is my only uh, role that I play. But for GPID students, yes, keeping them on track was, you know, a challenge for um, this part. You know, we had a lot of students that might have been Uh, lost their jobs due to COVID-19 and trying to figure out ways that they can still maintain and get their diploma in education with what it be scholarships and things like that, Um, you know, working through this has been, you know, rewarding and challenging, you know, finding out new information for our students and advantages, advantages that they can be a part of. And I'd also say, you know, as a lot of our students have transitioned from face-to-face to become online students. So we've actually had a bit more students enroll and be a part of GPIDEA because they don't know what 
spaces or challenges may be to be a part of a face-to-face or go-to university. So they have decided to take the route of doing the online courses. So our enrollment for GPIDEA has gone up quite a bit due to COVID-19. For students who were expected to graduate and get their undergraduate, and then they say, wait, I think I want to continue and get my master's instead of join the workforce at this point in time has increased our enrollment, I would say, for the online distance education. We've talked a lot about the important role a distance education coordinator plays for faculty, staff, and students. We hope that you'll join us for part two of this episode, where we chat about how a distance education coordinator supports students and what advice we have for online student success. That's it for this week's show. A special thanks to our guest host, Rachel Omas, and campus coordinators, Tristan Campbell and Casey Smith. Tune in next week to hear the rest of their interview. You can download other Great Plains Idea episodes on your favorite podcast app or visit our website to learn more about Great Plains Idea. Just go to www.gpidea.org. I'm your host, Katherine Harth, and until next time, get online.